0: Hi everyone i'm andy and i'm Allie, and welcome back to another episode of marianne and wanda and we are your media and book podcast
1: yeah indeed we are and a lot of things has happened in the past week since i last talked to you andy yeah i am actually recording
0: live from michigan so yeah
1: (laughs) we're very far apart right now
0: (laughs) yeah i wonder what the mileage distance is right now because you're like At the very bottom of the U.S. And I'm at the very top. so I mean, if we exclude Florida, yeah. I mean, yeah. Close enough. Whatever. Pretty close. (laughs) I'm also in the bottom part of Michigan. So not like the tippy top. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, Adam and Rosie and I are up here. We went to a wedding on Saturday. And then we've been making some rounds with other members of his family up here
1: visiting. So we leave tomorrow to come back home. Yeah, I um, saw some pictures from you guys at the wedding, and you look great. But I am shocked by how dark your hair looks now.
0: Oh, yeah. I dyed it.
1: <laughs> oh, you dyed
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That can't be Andy. Yeah, I've dyed it a couple times in the past few months.
1: <laughs> wow. Incredible.
0: Yeah. Every time I go back to it's the same salon that Miss Long, our high school English teacher, works at. But it's a yeah. different girl doing my hair now. Um, and every time I'm like, let's go a little bit darker. Let's go a little bit darker. <laughs> and even a little bit darker. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's dyed.
1: <laughs> okay. That makes so much more sense. I really thought I was going crazy.
0: <laughs> I mean, it really has darkened up a lot on the bottom. So I kind of just dyed the top to match more of what's on the bottom. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's darker. Did you notice in the pictures that Rosie had a costume change?
1: No, I did not.
0: (laughs) We bought two dresses for her because the first one that I got, it was super cute. It was the pink one. And she liked it. I taught her how to twirl. And she was twirling in front of the mirror, but she didn't like the, the frilly part on her shoulders. And so she kept saying, off, off, like take it off. And so I got her another dress that didn't have that on the shoulders, that i thought she might like better and she ended up liking both of them and anytime <laughs> she would have one on she would want she would cry that she would want the other one on so i was like all right we're just bringing them both and then if she has a meltdown we can do a costume change well wow. so so she she she, no no she actually did not have a meltdown but uh she saw the other dress in the diaper bag when we were changing her diaper so we're like all right time for outfit number two <laughs> That's funny. So she got to wear both and she was the life of the party she brought her little sunglasses she had two pairs of that she kept wanting t- somebody else to wear the other pair and dance with her she danced to every song
1: oh the whole night like from I the time the music came heart. on
0: <laughs> yeah they uh there was another little boy there about her age but they were the only two kids and um she wanted to go out and start dancing before the music came on Like while everyone was still eating dinner. So she went out there and she was just dancing around on the dance floor with no music. And the DJ saw her and put on the chicken dance for her and the other little boy. (laughs) And it was so cute. (laughs) So that grew from the DJ. Yeah, that got her in the mood. And then he started playing music right after the chicken dance ended. Uh, And yeah, she danced to every song until they shut it down (laughs) at nine (laughs) o'clock. Wow. Yeah. We love to see it. Yeah, she had a blast. Good for her. Yeah, <laughs> but what's new with you?
1: Um, I too have had a blast. Molly uh, and I worked in town together last week on Thursday, and then on Monday we went with her friend Shelby, and we went to go see Mama, or not Mama Mia 3, every time I want to say that. It's my big fat Greek wedding number three that just came out.
0: I thought it was number two
1: that just came out. No, number two came out a while ago. Number three is in theaters as we speak.
0: Okay. Was it good?
1: And it was great. It was so funny. I know Uh, I've
0: seen the first one. I don't know if I ever saw the second one.
1: Uh, The second one's not really important. It's like mostly if you (laughs) watched and loved the first one, you can also watch and love the third one as well. Okay. The only big change is that they had a daughter in the second one, so... Oh, in the second Uh, one. Okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I saw Um, some commercials that it was out, but it's been so long since
1: I watched the first one. Well, I highly recommend uh, for everyone listening, if you like my taste in movies, then you might like this one, too. Uh, Is it a musical? No, it's My Big Fat Greek Wedding.
0: Yeah, I know. I couldn't remember if the first one was a musical or not.
1: No, it's just got some good tunes in it.
0: Yeah, I think I also confused that one with Mamma Mia.
1: Like, i know the difference but just like i start to say the wrong name yeah that's fair i uh really want mama mia 3 to come out as soon as possible and so every time i talk about my big fat Greek wedding 3 i get them confused gotcha uh has been? yeah i got to see molly some which is always great she asked me to be her maid of honor for her wedding uh so uh which happens to be in mobile so very convenient i will be doing that um (laughs) And then Jose and I had a vet appointment this morning, and the vet says that he looks and sounds great for a 17-year-old, and he's probably going to live for a few more years. So Clean bill of health. <laughs> <laughs> Clean bill of health. He's like, there are some teeth issues, but honestly, it's more of a risk to put him uh, under to deal with the teeth than to just, like, let him live. So Just feed him some mush. Well, he doesn't even need much. He's fine with his tiny... I mean, it's like the very, very small dog food that he gets. He's at the door right now listening to me. It's so funny. <laughs> um, he It's like so small that he doesn't even have to bite it. So, um. he, he's cruising. It's for the 11 plus small dogs. So... Ah. <laughs> well, cool.
0: Alright, so... This week, we watched a movie that technically I picked because I have never actually seen it, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so it is The Breakfast Club, and I know it's probably concerning that I haven't seen it because it's such a, like, classic movie, I guess, and it's so highly rated. Um, I don't know why, though. I mean, I personally didn't find it that, that great, but... I don't know to each his own I guess but it's referenced in so many other movies that we I mean even us that we've um done episodes on before so like it's an infamous movie
1: yeah and it was I don't I think that we were at the perfect age where this movie would not have made a ton of sense for us to watch because we were um, it came out on February 15th 1985 so I was about to turn 10 like we're not geared for a high school movie, you know. Wait, hold on. What? It came out in nineteen eighty-five. Eighty-five, and we no. I'm sorry, we weren't even ten. What am I saying? We you're were born, born <laughs> until ten years later.
0: You were so negative ten years old.
1: Negative ten years old. I
0: was like, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're right. Like by the time we would have been old enough to watch it and it to like make sense, it would have been like. I don't know. At least 20 years passed when it was released, at least. Yeah.
1: And like by the time we were that old, we were watching other high school movies like Mean Girls and Yeah. Easy A, like those were the movies that we watched instead high school musical, like those were the big ones. We wouldn't have watched this one. So I think we're fine on that. Had you but ever seen it before? I did see it in college. Okay. And I didn't love it in college, um, but like you, like it's it's referenced in many many things. Though I will say, on the top lists when I googled most referenced movies of all time, it did not once make a single one of those lists. So,
0: like referenced in other movies or just referenced in general?
1: I don't know, Andy. None of these had any data to back them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is like a list of the most popular movies of all time. Whether or not they made money or uh, whatnot. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, so I guess let's just get into it. A little bit of background on The Breakfast Club. It was, like you said, released February 15th, 1985, directed by John Hughes.
1: It was his doctoral debut. Um, he had written National Lampoon's Vacation. Not the Christmas one, but the regular one before that. And uh, 16 Candles. But then this is the first one that he actually directed. Gotcha. Well, it just, it turns out he also wrote and produced Home Alone, which is shocking to me. Like, all three of them. Okay. I've Uh, seen two of those. Well, I think I maybe have only seen the first one, but I don't, that's very shocking to me. I did not know that was a John Hughes movie.
0: Yeah. I saw on Google that this um, movie made 51.5 million dollars. And yeah. I think on your notes that I was looking at said that it uh, had a budget of one million dollars, so that's a big profit, I think.
1: Yeah, it was at least Hughes. for the eighties. Yeah, and one of like John Hughes's big selling points was like, "I'm shooting it in one location with like these five kids, so we it's not going to be a huge budget film." Yeah, and he Which liked- also.
0: <laughs> side note that really annoyed me that the whole movie was in one room, basically.
1: <laughs> You no, know, they but that room was gorgeous. That library, I would have oh, yeah. have that library. They built it specifically. So they went to a, an abandoned high school in wherever John Hughes is from. I looked this up, but I don't remember what it was. It Might have been Chicago. Doesn't matter. Um, John Hughes went and found an abandoned high school that was like West High or something, but it didn't have a big enough library. So what they did was built their own library set across like three basketball courts and then used the rest of the building for like the locker shots and whatnot
0: yeah yeah huh interesting
1: but i mean yeah it does make sense as to why it had such a teeny tiny budget yeah and it was filmed in sequence too which is just a fun fact i don't know if i would prefer that or hate that as an actor what do you think
0: like it's like start to finish yes i don't know like like we talked about with the Uh, Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. I feel like it makes more sense to start at the beginning and just run through the entire thing. And then the editors can, like, you know, crop out things that they've already got or like rearrange different clips and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as an actor or an actress, it would make more sense to run start to finish. But then again, that's not my profession. So
1: what do I know? To me, it makes more sense with Cinderella because that is a musical here. I don't know that I, I guess, I don't know. It doesn't matter so much, maybe, but for this yeah. movie because it was in one set in one location mm-hmm. with like all the same people most of the time. But to me, it makes sense like with um, when we talked about actually Cinderella and how Whitney only had four days of time that she could give to them, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or not,
1: yeah. No, Whitney.
0: Yeah. So, one other thing that's, I think probably most referenced in this movie is the featured song "Don't You Forget About Me" by Simple Simple Minds, mm-hmm. because at least the movies that we've covered, which were Easy A and what was the other one? Oh no, we haven't covered Pitch Perfect, but I know we've se- both seen that one a million times. Yeah, They've, most of the time they reference the movie, but really they reference the song, and mm-hmm. that's like the the big thing that they are i don't know referring to when they when they note that movie so i mean that seems like the big the big thing that people remember about it
1: but yeah it's (laughs) it's that it's that song which opens the movie right and then it's also um judd nelson with his fist in the air walking off the field at the end right because they do that in easy a and it's perfect
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: but Um, still that song is behind that clip too yeah but it's like just the beginning and end of the movie like no one really talks about the middle part of it which is the worst bits of it so (laughs) in that vein which like popular media thing do you think you saw first that referenced it probably
0: which one came out first
1: easy a or pitch perfect to help you with that it was easy a who came out before pitch perfect
0: okay i'm gonna say easy a because i can't think of which other movies, offhand, have referenced it? But I'm—I sh- feel like there's definitely
1: more than just those two. Yeah, I, upon rewatching it this time, realized that the <laughs> music videos that the ABBA teen cover band, the A-Teens do for Dancing Queen has the principal in it and directly references this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I was going through his IMDb page, and he's uncredited in that role, but it's. The same thing. He does, like, the horns with his fingers. He wears the same suit. It's wild.
0: <laughs> no, I I didn't even think about that. Yeah? Yeah, I'm gonna say probably Easy A, but I feel like there's more. I just can't think of which ones reference it.
1: Well, then I think Easy A counts in this case, then. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's probably the first time. And, like, just growing up, I'd, I'd heard about this movie plenty, but I just, like we said, I just never had watched it. But also, mm-hmm. until... Netflix like when we were growing up if you didn't have it on DVD or rent it from Blockbuster you probably weren't watching it unless it came on TV on a random channel but yeah yeah I don't know it just never seemed that accessible
1: yeah and like I said we were just like in the right age group where we just wouldn't have gotten it at Blockbuster
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so. so when I was doing a little bit of research on this I was researching the cast and then came across the Brat Pack which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of a cool group of um, actors and actresses that were all about the same age and they all starred pretty much like the 80s was like the highlight for the Brat Pack where it was like the same few actors and actresses would star in all these movies year after year together where Mm -hmm. I guess Brat Pack was just a reference of like young teenage actors and actresses that were all in those like kind of um, high school set movies.
1: Well, I mean, it's like it's a it's a play on Rat Pack too, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's just because they're they're kids. Yes, but yeah. it's called Rat. Yeah, yeah,
0: but that most of the Rat Pack it's actually a fairly large group. But Molly Ringwald, Judd Nelson, Emilio Estevez,
1: Estevez,
0: Estevez, and Anthony Michael Hall were four of the main ones who all four were in um, the Breakfast Club. But yeah, they were in 16 Candles in 1984, Breakfast Club 1985, Pretty in Pink 1986. So like year after year, they were all in movies together.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, I feel like if especially if you're a teenager in this time who is going to the movies to see movies that are about other teenagers and you see the same actors and actresses every single time, I feel like that would get a little
1: annoying. I don't know, man. We I we I, we love the same thing. You telling me that you didn't love to see wh- why can't I remember? Uh, what's his face who plays Troy Bolton in High School music? Oh,
0: Zac Efron.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, like we love seeing him.
0: I don't know. I mean, that's not who I would picture. I think coming to mind, I think of like somebody like Hilary Duff or whatever oh. who was in like movie after movie after movie. But most of the time, yeah. they're known for the one that they were like the most popular in, I guess. Or like when I think of. Hillary Duff I think of Cinderella story even though she was in a bunch of other movies that's the one I think of other than like Lizzie McGuire related stuff but yeah I don't know like Molly Ringwald I don't know if she is better known for like 16 Candles or Breakfast Club or Pretty in Pink or whatever but like it seems like at least for me if I go to the movies and I see somebody who I know from another movie most of the time I think about them from that other movie but
1: maybe that's just me I mean I don't know I think you can definitely be typecast as an actor. So like the nurse ratchet from one flew over the cuckoo's nest is like the classic example, but I, I don't, that's never really bothered me that much though. I will say seeing them, I think maybe in the three same years back, back to back might be Mm -hmm. a little annoying, but in general, I'm not opposed to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just depends on the proximity or how, how closely all those movies come out but yeah Yeah. other than the four of them um ali sheedy which i saw conflicting things that she was part of the brat pack she's the one who played um allison yeah i
1: think perhaps she's just less well known or has done fewer things than the others. yeah
0: yeah that's kind of what i was finding too and then paul gleason is the is the vice principal but those are the the main cast members
1: uh and the guy who plays the janitor I don't. I oh, don't yeah. remember his name, but he was great. <laughs> I liked. He was my only character I really liked in this movie. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Carl's, and even he's weird as heck because he like definitely opens the students' lockers and snoops through them, which is so oh. weird, but also <laughs> very much so on brand for my ideal janitor in any situation. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. He's yeah. very creepy. Okay, so the setting, like we said, the movie
0: takes place for like eight or nine hours almost entirely in the library which i can't think of many other movies that that have a similar um setting i guess where the majority of the movie takes place in one er- one area
1: <laughs> have you not seen the famous movie saw no <laughs> i know but that uh it definitely came way after this but that's another classic example yeah I don't know. It's to not me, unheard the of. Whole,
0: the whole thing of like all happening in the majority of the same room, man. After like thirty minutes, I was like, okay, when are we gonna like go outside or, you know, know, go on a go on a a run to the I don't know football field or something, you know, something change it up because I was like, holy cow, how much are we gonna do in this library? Like, surely the whole movie's not gonna be here, and it was.
1: <laughs> Sandy. I mean, they went down the hallway. We got a shot of the closet that the principal put um, Jud Nelson's character into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, that is highly inappropriate. Locking a student in a closet. <laughs> well, that's one of my questions about this movie. And something that just comes to mind periodically is how much liberty schools get with just like punishments and what they can request of students. Mm hmm. Like making them spend an entire day on a Saturday, like I think the punishment fits for most of them, but uh, just like the idea that they could require that of students is absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, I don't
0: know if and our our outlook is probably a little bit skewed since we went to Catholic school, but yeah. I wonder. Like I don't remember, and also I never had. Actually, I take that back. I had detention one time. <clears throat> uh, it was, in, but it was like a, a teacher personal room detention it was for miss ebelhar (laughs) because i was talking too much and i had to like wipe all the desks down with clorox wipes and then i still made it onto the bus on time so i don't really even count that But like i (laughs) i don't know that our school's detention took place on saturdays i think it was after school i think that if you did something bad enough
1: they did but we weren't bad enough
0: yeah, we didn't really run with that crowd either to know what that was like.
1: <laughs> no, like, I got dress coded. That's how I got detention. And I think that I went to Miss Hager's office and drew something on the whiteboard is what my detention was because I didn't tuck in my shirt because tucking in your shirt is stupid. And I stand by that one.
0: But also, like, if we had gone to public school, nobody would even look twice if your shirt was untucked. So, like, the yeah. reasoning for
1: getting in trouble at the school we went to was just
0: bizarre sometimes
1: regardless it's wild to me that they can just require yeah like eight hours and 45 minutes of these students on a saturday and nobody's like no yeah but I
0: i don't think our school the people who did get detention i don't think that it was like a sit down and do nothing for an hour or eight hours or however long it was it was mostly like running up and down the stairwells or running around the baseball fields or something like that like it was physical punishment which i don't know if private school if uh public schools can do that
1: but (laughs) i would assume so
0: yeah i don't know i'll have to ask adam if he ever got detention and what the punishment was
1: yeah did uh, has adam seen this movie before so i told him last night
0: that i was watching it and he was like oh i'd like to watch it with you and then he did something else instead so i think he has seen it but i don't know how recently okay
1: I was just wondering if he was in the right age group that he would have watched it when he was young.
0: Well, he was born in 86, so he still also would have been pretty young.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who's was just a... Yeah. He was minus one when it came out, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, uh, I, need, I need to... I should have done a poll with some other people to see, like, what was the typical detention punishment when you were in school? Just to see what the range was.
1: Uh, we'll put that on our Instagram. Um, huh. I there can't have been like I, who, Andy, there can't be that bad of punishments. like my mom used to get hit by a ruler uh, by a nun. Like, okay. I, I think it's like all been uphill since then. so you know and she was born in 58 so
0: yeah and I feel like now schools can't really can't do anything when it comes to punishment so no. unless it's
1: like bad bad. Anyway, yeah, and like their punishment was write 1,000 words, and they didn't even end up doing that. and it I, I feel like they're probably fine when they go back to school on Monday. So
0: yeah, they made the one the one nerdy kid write it. and the the popular girl was like, we're all gonna just write the same thing, so why don't you just write it?
1: <laughs> yeah. And they and it was not 1,000 words. I will say that.
0: No. But maybe but- that was part of their
1: rebellion. Like, what do you think we were supposed to get out of this movie? Because here's two things that I want to say. First, it turns out there was supposed to be a scene in the movie where the principal is spying on one of the teachers who is swimming laps in the pool naked, which is seems very just like a random scene. Why would you ever have that written into this movie? And then second, at the very end, Molly Ringwald's character... Uh, Claire gives Allie's character, Allison, um, a makeover, and, like, that's the big thing that happens to her that makes her better for the day. Like, what, yeah. what, what, did, what message am I supposed to be getting from this movie?
0: <laughs> so, I guess for a little bit more, if anybody hasn't seen this movie in a while, the five teens that are there for detention all come from different social groups, and they all are kind of, like, forced to even though they're not supposed to talk they're forced to like i don't know just bond for the day essentially and um like one of the things that i noticed is that the teens all kind of stick up for each other like when the when the principal comes in and they'll say like who took the screw out of the door and like the two popular kids don't rat out for um... the love
1: of god look up their character names
0: okay so claire and andy don't rat out bender whatever his first name is and yeah yeah, but like I feel like today and maybe things were different in the 80s but I feel like today teens wouldn't do that like they'd be like oh he did it or they just would like not answer Mm -hmm. but they like go out of their way to make up lies for this other guy when they have already said that they don't like him like why would you I don't know to me it seemed like it didn't fully make sense that they would stick up for each other when they have already expressed openly that they don't like each other,
1: yeah, and like why would um Claire end up with john with Bender at the end when they had that whole bit where he was hiding under the desk and essentially assaulted her, yeah like how how was how did they redeem each other, and how did they fall yeah. apart?
0: <laughs> and like they made such a big deal out of her virginity, but then like and they made her feel bad and she felt self conscious and all that. But then she still, after, like, calling Bender some hateful words, decides to be with him in the end. Like, it didn't make sense that you would, like, why would she decide to go that route? Some of the decisions that each of the cast members made, it was kind of weird, I thought. I didn't think it made a lot of sense.
1: No, and I like the premise of it, which is that, like, I guess no one is super secure in who they are and what you should do is just be yourself and be like nice, I guess mm-hmm. I would argue is probably part of this, but I, do- I don't think that this movie like succeeded in, in really being entertaining or funny and having the same compelling stories. Like I really liked the scene where the five of them are doing sort of the bigger reveals around their stories and, and, Andy played by Emilio Estevez like give the jock who gives his little talk on how ashamed he is on what he did because he was just trying to do it to impress his good for nothing father like that scene was good but it took place like in the last 10 minutes of the movie and there was nothing like that else that really happened that I really loved and so it was disappointing to say the least
0: yeah I agree that scene was probably the one that had the most like substance to it because you found out why they were all there and that they are remorseful for whatever happened that caused them to be in detention but yeah I was like okay this is the last 10 minutes of the movie the other hour and a half that we watched is them like running up and down the hallway and throwing pencils at each other I'm like oh my gosh this is a whole movie <laughs> like you said like not much substance not very funny I mean I had a couple one-liners that were funny I guess but and then also just didn't really age well in terms of like slurs that they were saying and then yeah the sexual harassment scene or sexual
1: assault I don't it didn't
0: specify exactly but you kind of got the idea of what was going on yeah
1: like I agree and I think that maybe with a better dialogue it would have been good but for the most part, like yeah, it just wasn't wasn't a super <laughs> compelling, which I feel bad saying because again, like this is a very well beloved movie. It's like one of the most iconic eighties films, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I just I guess I don't I don't get the hype i don't I didn't
1: yeah. really love it I will so one of the lines that I did like to say something else that I did enjoy about this. Uh, was when Bender was giving the principal sass for the screw in the door, and he says, "Screws fall out all the time. The world is an imperfect place." Like that was funny to me. That little yeah. exchange. It was a good amount of sass and yeah. also kind of wise.
0: Yep, yeah, it's a definitely smart a Alec quote. But yeah, yeah, the quote that I liked the most was when Allison says, "When you grow up, your heart dies." <laughs> Like, kind of sad and morbid, but also kind of (laughs) funny.
1: Yeah, which is why it sucks that her character development was, like, her getting a makeover at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then, all of a sudden, Andy's like, oh, she's so beautiful now that she looks totally different than what she actually likes to be. Yeah. Yeah, that that was kind of weird, too. But also, I feel like that was pretty typical in the 80s of, like, having... The classic makeover scene. Well, even now, still. The classic makeover scene. And now, all of a sudden, you're beautiful. Even though you don't look anything like you normally look.
1: Yeah, you let your hair down and take off your glasses. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> all of a sudden, you're a brand new girl.
1: <laughs> and worthy of love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, I thought the other... I thought the two main themes, I guess, of the whole movie was that none of the kids want to turn out like their parents. They're all worried. <laughs> That they are going to be, like, their individual parents. Yeah. And then they all... Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something
1: else? Uh, Yeah. I was just going to say, like, that's one of my main takeaways from this is that everyone's parents suck. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But all for different reasons. Yeah. And so each of them doesn't want to turn out like their individual parent. And then the other one is just the different types of pressure, like pressure from your parents or pressure from your peers, and then pressure about your grades or your popularity or whatever. And I do think it was funny that Claire was like, you're just not going to understand, or you just don't understand the pressure, like, that she gets from being popular. Mm -hmm. And the other kids are like, give me a break. Like, that's the only type of pressure you think there is. And then Brian's like, yeah, the pressure I get about my grades is probably the same amount of pressure you get for being popular.
1: Yeah. Like, everyone... Yeah, everyone's battling their own little battles. Yeah. Not that any of these are little, but...
0: Also, what did you think of Claire, who... Even though she's the popular girl, I feel like Andy would have said the same thing. That after that day, they're not going to talk to each other. Yeah. And that Brian, who's kind of the nerdy kid, and Allison, the, the weirdo girl, they're like, well, we would talk to you because we're not, like, stuck up or, or whatever. And claire and andy are like yeah
1: we're not gonna talk to you (laughs) yeah well yeah i i mean there's like definite truth to that right like they're part of their struggle is that they have these other expectations on them and they're hanging out with people who would judge them for living their lives which you shouldn't do but uh yeah like it's definitely like of course not of course they're not gonna hang out after that all they have is each other and these eight hours (laughs)
0: Yeah I just thought it was kind of weird that they even brought that up that like I mean even though Claire's the one that said it like I feel like in any situation if I was in detention for a day with five other people that were not part of my immediate friend group in high school I would
1: know like I'm probably not going to talk to these people again.
0: <laughs> I yeah, might not be the one to say it but it would all kind of be known.
1: Yeah I mean because you might joke and whatever as you're wiping down tables in the cafeteria but I, uh, yeah, again, I'm not spending time with you. We're not, like, I might give you a smile. I'm not a mean person, but we're not going to be hanging out after this.
0: Yeah. And then other than that, one thing that I uh, thought was funny that was never really explained and I had to do some research on it was it never explained why it's called the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. And so I Googled it and it says the Breakfast Club is a nickname that some schools have for detention according to the80sgirls.com,
1: <laughs> yeah. which I
0: had never thought of that. And then when I read that, I was like, oh, well, I guess that makes perfect sense. But maybe it's a generational thing that I didn't know that was a nickname for detention.
1: Yeah, I read um, another oral history of this movie, but it was on uh, it was published originally on Comcast.net, but it's been archived on a different website. That's not important. The important thing is that John Hughes said that apparently that is like a well-known name for detention, which occurs like on the weekdays before school and something he was worried about was people being upset that this was like a Saturday whole day detention instead of a morning detention situation.
0: But no one ever called him out on it. I wonder if, if before school detention is still a thing because I know a lot of at least public schools, they have to offer breakfast and lunch Mm-hmm. And so kids get there before the first bell rings, they are offered breakfast. So it's not a requirement. And I wonder if schools can still do before school detention or if they're not allowed to do that anymore.
1: Oh, no, Andy, it seems like they can do a lot. I I think it seems
0: like they can't really do much of anything.
1: All right. Fair enough. Yeah. They I don't know. They can't teach but... what they want to teach, but it feels like they can punish students how they want to punish students is what I'll say.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just thought it was weird that like the Breakfast Club itself was never actually addressed, like yeah. why it was called that, and I had to Google it because that wasn't something I was aware of. But, yeah, uh, I, and also, a- I guess just from not having seen it before, this was not at all what I thought the movie was about. <laughs> what did you think like, it was I, about? I, well, I knew it was about kids who had detention, but like, like you said, the the only the the only scene that I knew of was him at the end on the football field with his fist in the air. And so I thought this was like, yeah, they're in detention, but they're like, you know, having a football game and they're doing like just doing a <laughs> bunch of other stuff. <laughs> I thought they were doing a bunch of regular high school stuff. I didn't really even think about it being in detention.
1: But so funny. I love that. <laughs> love that I don't know they're having a football game. <laughs> no. They're in detention, Andy, of course my last question is both the janitor and the principal at some point in time mentioned like what these kids are going to be doing in five or ten years oh yeah what do you think like do you think any of them are going to be successful is this detention or these eight weeks of detention that bender gets going to actually wake him up and get him out of the cycle of abuse that he's in like what's what's going to happen it-
0: not if those next eight weeks or however long he got detention for are are given the same way that he's in it now. Like, if he's got to do eight more Saturdays in the library, no chance. <laughs> he, he obviously doesn't care about that. But, like, if they changed it up and made him do community service or something like that, then maybe. But not the way that it's going right now. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> oh, I uh, worry a lot about the wrestling student. Because I worry about his noggin. Um, his I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Andy. He was originally supposed to be a football player, but then John Hughes said that he thought that that was too um, too trite, if you will. Hmm. So he made him a wrestling a wrestling star instead, which also is funny to me because I don't know that I've in my mind because of our high school, and this is nothing against wrestlers in general. But I think the general perception of wrestlers in our high school was not that they were super popular because they were wrestlers, right? Correct. So to me, it's very funny that the jock that they've archetyped here is a wrestler, which I, again, maybe this is just a thing in the 80s. Though.
0: I think the two high schools that were near where I lived during the time I was in high school, wrestling was more of a, a popular sport. So okay. I kinda just been our school. Also, like at our school, if you were on the lacrosse team, you were popular. But like when I went to college, lacrosse was not the popular sport. Or, like, you played <laughs> it, you weren't you weren't one of the popular guys. Like if you were on the football team, you were popular. So like it might also just depend school to school. School to school. All
1: right, fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I worry about his noggin. But I can tell you that he and Allie or Allison are not going to end up together in the end. No. Especially There's if no she way.
0: if she is not able to recreate that look the following Monday, no chance.
1: Fair <laughs> one
0: thing that, like, when I said that I've had my hair dyed darker, they always make it look beautiful at the salon, and then I can never recreate it the next day I have to wash <laughs> it. <laughs> so I'm like, it looks pretty now, but it's never going to look like this again. And that made me think of, <laughs> of this girl, Allison. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, how do I redo this stuff on my eyes? How do I make my hair look like that again?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, they definitely will not last. Though I also don't know that Claire and Bender would last either.
0: No, especially since she already said, like, what would people think of walking down the hallway with me and you? And he's like, well, that's never going to happen. So it doesn't matter. But like, if she was so concerned about what people would think, like, why did she then have a change and decide she wanted to be with him?
1: He did have the good counterpoint that dating him would uh, enrage her parents.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that was her angle at the end.
1: And she gave him a freaking diamond earring, which is wild.
0: Also kind of weird.
1: Yeah, very weird.
0: Yeah, for high school, at least. That's weird. Yeah. But I do see the other questions that you had listed, and one of them is is this movie still relatable today? Do you think it's relatable?
1: I think the premise is like getting a group of misfits together and then all of a sudden they they, you know they're working out um i don't think this movie itself was relatable and i think that it does have to do with the the slurs because to me it's hard to get over um the the are we allowed to say fag and faggot
0: i mean i guess it was in reference
1: it's not just like letting it fly (laughs) Okay, yeah, so, like, they, the things that really burned me the wrong way were um, them using fag and faggot. At one point, I think Bender said retarded, which has never been a good word, and then the principal walks in and says, all right, girls, like, as a derogatory way to address the group, and it's yeah. just, like, it didn't feel super relatable. Yeah, um,
0: I, I noticed those two, and I was like, ooh, that's that's not something that would fly today. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also just didn't really feel like the whole story itself was very relatable anymore. Like we're saying, like I don't think Saturday detention, maybe out of school suspension, is on Saturdays.
1: I don't know, Andy. We're not bad enough to know
0: the answer. Like I don't feel like Saturday detention is really a thing anymore. I don't feel yeah. like the people from different um, social groups would stick up for each other. Like I don't know, just the whole thing didn't feel like it would it would relate well today
1: yeah maybe one or two of them definitely not the group of them and definitely not standing up for Bender until after maybe after he did the whole running through the hallways and taking the fall for them being out of the library like when the principal was walking towards the door yeah that is a small redeeming moment for him and right after that I might stand up for him because he took the fall for that but yeah you're right like overall it's just it doesn't feel right
0: yeah i don't know and then what is what is this question that says what is neo maxi zoom dweeby
1: that is a direct quote from the movie a neo maxi zoom dweeby oh i don't even remember that (laughs) i think bender calls brian that i want to say and it's definitely bender (laughs) who delivers the line and i like googled it and it's like just like a big a big nerd a big dweeb
0: i've never Um, heard that before (laughs)
1: But his phrasing was Neo Maxi Zoomed Weeby. And I was like, Zoom? Zoomers? In 1985?
0: Yeah, I didn't catch that line, but I have no idea what that means. So, yeah. He either made it up or, again, that's something that I just don't understand. It was before my time. I was negative 10 years old.
1: I think that I would place this movie in the same category that I would put Ace Ventura into. And that I think that a lot of people remember it being a lot funnier and they watch it a lot more for the memories of it than for the movie itself yep that's my hot take
0: a hundred percent agree it's for the nostalgia and yeah this is just not one that i like ace ventura was one that i remember watching with my dad and so i have that nostalgic memory tied to it this one i did not so but i see that a lot of other people would and so they'd be like, "Oh yeah, such a great movie. I remember watching it all the time as a kid or whatever." But yeah, personally, I have no no relation to it and yeah, yeah just not not connected. <laughs> but yeah, definitely in that in that era of nostalgia movies rather than like actual content.
1: <laughs> yeah. Out of 5 <laughs> overly snoopy janitors. Okay. How many do you give this movie?
0: Uh, I'm gonna give this one a one, and I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just I feel like so many people hype it up, and so I thought it was gonna be a, like a cool throwback movie, and it just like definitely left me disappointed.
1: <laughs> I give it like maybe a two because I'm being generous. <laughs> but I think yeah, again, like the song, the one good song, I don't think the rest of the soundtrack is that good. Like the one good moment at the end where he sticks his fist in the air, like the one good scene. It's not not a great movie, I would say. Yeah. Also,
0: him at the very end on the football field with his fist in the air has no correlation to the rest
1: of the movie. Yeah, he's just like you know, he's just excited. Andy, big big evening for him coming up. Yeah. He got a gold earring or a diamond earring. A Diamond. Yay! <laughs> Better not lose it, bud.
0: Yeah, it's also a pretty good diamond. If you if you enjoy this movie, let us know why. Is it for the nostalgia, or
1: did you actually think this is a good movie? Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear from a fan. Because- so I did listen to two podcasts who both loved it. It was the most excellent '80s movies podcast and um, all '80s movies. But because they're fans originally, <laughs> I don't. I think that they come from a very different perspective. Which right. is why, again, I said that you watch it for the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though they argued against that, but whatever. Would,
0: I think it would be interesting if this movie was remade today to fit like current social norms in high school. I wonder if it would seem much different.
1: Well, who would you cast in it? Mm. Well, say we remake the movie. We've got, if you want, you can put in new... Um, characters, so, like, new archetypes of high schoolers, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to.
0: Okay. I know you have not seen the show Sex Education, right? Uh, no. Okay, well, there's a girl in there who's edgy, kind of a bad girl, but also, like, gets really good grades, but she doesn't like everybody to know that she's a good student. I Uh, I cast her as the John Bender. So, like, change that from a male to a female. And we th- love a gender swap yeah i think she would be a good like edgy bad girl type um character and then other than that i don't know i don't really know any like young actors and actresses right now in hollywood so that's all i got
1: <laughs> yeah i think that they would have to be mostly un or lesser known actors but i do like the idea of um and this is purely based on zendaya's she's got a new movie coming out where she plays the tennis player mm-hmm. um and she just looks really cool as a tennis player. And so I would like her to be the jock. So I would also like to gender swap the jock in this situation. Oh. Um, right. And do a different sport. Like, who cares about wrestling? Blah. Blah. Let's get tennis. <laughs> Let's see lacrosse. Let's see a swimmer. One of these, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, now that I think about it, sex education does have a lot of the same themes of this movie, except not the detention part. Like, it has the edgy girl who's friends with the nerdy boy who's friends with the jock swimmer friends with like all these different groups of people. They're all kind of friends, even though they don't like hang out all the time, they still like hang out separately, but not in big groups. So maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe they have some, some ties to breakfast club, just not the detention part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, again, like I think the premise is good. I think the execution is lackluster. Yeah. and i worry about john hughes <laughs> may he rest in peace
0: <laughs> all right well i think that wraps up breakfast club I have to say was not yeah. not super thrilled with that one but hey they can't all be winners yeah, yeah so uh, our book for the month is in five years by it's actually rebecca Searle, not surly according to the okay. audiobook narrator So good to know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with her pronunciation, which is Rebecca Searle. I am about 30% of the way through it. It's a fairly good read so far.
1: Well, it's exciting. Yeah. Well and then let's go get your copy today.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say our next short story, but I forgot to write it down, so I don't know what it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. That's all all good. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Marianne and Wanda. We would love to hear your feedback and if you have any books or topics for us to review. You can reach us at Marianne and
0: Wanda Podcast on Instagram or send us an email at Marianne and Wanda podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.